the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to Black and Right yeah. Radio. I know you're not hearing John Anthony because this is Bebet Holder, sometimes known as the holder on the right. And joining me today, I got a wonderful co-host, uh, is Jim Minardi. We also have in studio right now with us Stephanie Trussell. She is your the uh, former candidate for lieutenant governor, as well as someone I've known for many years. She's been out there. She's been in the street. I think her sweat, blood and tears has been out there on behalf of Republicans. And joining her us also is Mike Zins. Mike Zins is a former Kankakee County board member, as well as another political activist, Jim Minardi. I'm going to toss it over to you so you can introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background. Thank you, Babette. Uh, it's great to be here. Uh, thank you, John, for allowing us to step in while he takes a much-needed much break. Um, I've spent the last 10 years working in Republican politics I started as an unpaid intern in 2012 on Junie Biggert's campaign. If you guys don't remember, DuPage County used to be red. Uh, <laughs> Lake County used to be red. Uh, we used to actually have congressmen, Republican congressmen, uh, in those districts. But uh, Judy Biggert is uh, no longer with us, is no longer is Peter Roscom uh, or any of those folks. But for the last 10 years, I've always come back to Illinois. Uh, I don't know why. But um, it's it's been a, a tough road, as all of us here can attest to. Yeah, right. You're right, Jim, on that. And so I didn't realize you were an old G. Yeah. I mean, an old GOP or out there I, with oh, the yeah. rest of us to, you know, spout some of those names. I remember when I met Jim, you know, Jim has always been active and, you know, in the movement and out there. I will tell you, he's one of the most organized people when it comes to a large base of conservatives out there, because I would have just lost my mind if I had to work and coordinate that many people in the field. So, Stephanie, what's going on with you today? Well, I have to ask you, you, you mentioned Judy Biggert, and she used to give out um, like really cool things at the parades. And I yeah. wonder whatever happened to her? What so, did she move out of state? Yeah, or? so she downsized after her husband passed away. Oh, okay. Uh, and then eventually moved uh, out of state. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're referring to, they were they were sponges. She would give out those sponges. Yeah. They would, and you like, would add compress, water. You put them in water and they would poof up. And, and here's a secret. It was the coolest thing. Yeah. Here's a secret. So mm-hmm. when we were stuffing uh, envelopes for mailers, we would use those sponges to seal the envelope. <laughs> that's yeah. and she, that was a, That's back, as you said, Jim, back in the day, we remember Babette, and you're new to DuPage County, back when we used to be a red county. 
just think back, close your eyes in the glory days of us being in a solid red, red county. county. And J.B. Pritzker in this last cycle has now nicknamed us Blue Page County. So I guess this last election, I guess he's right and we're wrong. We're going to see how this Blue Page works out for them. So, Mike, tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself and... I know you're an old G. You got the whiskers to show it. I do. I do. There's plenty of them. Uh, so, yeah, I've, been, I've lived off and on in DuPage for several years, actually. Uh, I spent some time down in Kiki County, Will County, uh, grew up in Cook County, uh, been involved in uh, a lot of the social media stuff uh, surrounding uh, human trafficking, child trafficking. Uh, that's been a passion of mine uh, that I've been continuing to follow. Um, and uh, like you mentioned earlier, I was a uh, Kinky County board member for, uh, you know, part of, part of my term before we moved up here for my daughter's figure skating career. So And got roped into some and more campaigns roped. by, yeah, I don't know who that was. I know, I know two of them here got roped say, into this campaigning. Is, this is a Jeannie Ives uh, con- congressional race reunion, all of us. And, and really I worked is. very closely with you guys, and I had never worked on a campaign. And to be able to start my first campaign journey with seasoned people like you guys, my, Mike and I work right next to each other. Yep. And just to come in, and Jeannie had the best team, the best. It was a great way to get started. I had never even knocked on doors. I was terrified. It's 2020 when many houses in DuPage County had Black Lives Matter signs or Hate Has No Home Here signs in their door, and you have to knock on those doors. I got to tell you guys, if you're a black Republican and you knock on those doors, they will find some hate for you, trust me. But it was a great opportunity to get to know you guys even better, and that was a lot of fun, even though that race didn't turn out like we expected to. But Yeah, and we'll come back and we'll circle back to that because, you know, they're, they, here we are in 2022. Um, part of the show is going to be what now? But uh, Jim has definitely brought to light something that I think everyone should be aware of. You should be on it. And while you're talking activism, I mean, right now is a moment at least to make your voice heard. I'm going to toss that over to you, Jim. Well, obviously Pritzker, Pritzker won. Um, we, we tried uh, defeating him with the issues that we still believed um, Collar County voters yeah. cared about. Crime, yeah. education, taxes, cost of living, simple kitchen table stuff. But the reality is we forgot what he was like before COVID. Right. He, he was a, um, a liberal's um, Messiah moment. He gave them everything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And now he's got four years to do whatever. The first thing he's coming after is, is our guns. Yeah. And, that, and that's something that, I mean, they're already starting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's scary. My biggest criticism of the Republican Party isn't really with the with the federal candidates that's that's fine um my my criticism really lies with my own uh state representative jim durkin mm-hmm. who i believe will be the only minority leader leader to leave his position with less seats than when he came in and how could you spend almost a decade a decade and not make that a priority right that's it Take us at least out of the super minority. Right. Because they're just going to keep doing this stuff. Well, you can't tell the Democrats that we're super minority because, you know, anytime anything goes wrong and anytime those policies, bad policy is out there and it's really hitting them hard. But the truth of the matter is, is what 
um, Jim just said. And the truth of the matter is, you're the only one to leave with less seats in there. And now we have this proposal, this this proposed bill um, that's coming up, HB 5855, mm. um, to ban assault weapons in Illinois. But people, this goes a little deeper than what you're hearing, this title. And, of course, they gave it another one of those nice fluffy names and one that's hard to argue when you look at the actual bill name because no one wants these type of tragedies to happen like Highland Park and others but you have to really look at what they're proposing and and how does that affect everyone in the state so jim you want to say anything on that or stephanie if you guys know about hb uh, 5855 um, is called protect illinois communities act to ban future sale of assault weapons, which there we go with the definition. We can get into a discussion. What is an assault assault and high capacity magazines? And by the way, I don't think the average person realize how many, uh, what the capacity is and how many you have to fire that even police officers do before it saves someone's life because someone's holding a knife to their throat or something. why, Why deal with the, uh, the kids at home? and the mental health and stability of those kids in the house before they, you know, go off and be a part of some mass casualty situation. Why, you know, why would we want to address the elephant in the room, which is mental health, which is what these kids are facing, which inevitably is leading them down this path. That's something that absolutely has to be taken care of. We got, I, mean, I don't know if it's, you know, it could be a grandma, it could be a, uh, an, an aunt, uh, parents, whoever this child's living with. And there's there needs to be better interventions for these kids as they are coping well, and adjusting to society. Parents just need to be parents. I, I don't know how that became an insane concept in my, you know, six, 15 years since I've been in high school. How, how is it crazy to, to think that kids are being bullied, that, that there is mental health crises. We've taken the bullying, the kids that were bullied when I was in school, like myself, believe it or not, um, and now we've just, we've instead of dealing with the issues, the underlying issues of bullying, the underlying issues of mental health, we are creating these other subgroups to normalize right. the suffering and, it, and that's a problem. And, and to your point on that, a lot of people are advocating imagination as an option. Right. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're going to pick this back up. And um, I look forward to hearing the fit last part of that commentary. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. This is Black and Right on AM560. The answer. I am not John Anthony. My name is Jim Minardi, Republican strategist, in with my co host, Babette Holder, joined in studio with guests, former Lieutenant Governor candidate Stephanie Trussell and former Kankakee board member and activist Mike Sense. We're kind of taking a post mortem looking at the past uh, November looking at where the GOP, the Illinois GOP, has messed up over the last decade, what needs to be fixed, and what is down 
uh, come down the pipeline in terms of the Illinois House, like the cutely named Protect Illinois Communities Act, HB 5855, which will make basically make it a criminal act to possess a long rifle or a magazine that can hold more than 10 rounds. Don't you love how when Democrats name something, it's always the opposite. The safety act is inevitably the unsafety act. And so that's not going to keep neighborhoods safer. And people don't realize it's not so much about not being able to buy it, that once you have, if you have possession of this, you're automatically in violation of this law. And we have to remember, you talked about it, Babette and, and Jim, they have the super duper majority so they can get anything passed. They don't even need Republicans to sanction. They don't need Republicans to even show up and vote. So if they want to make something happen, they're going to make it happen. That's right. And, and, you know, someone did state in our thread, I see you all, I'm watching, that it could be a test baby. But, boy, what are they shoot for? You oh, give them an they inch, play. they take mm-hmm. a mile. And yeah. I consider this a mile already as mm-hmm. a, a Second Amendment defender. And I believe that people have the right to defend themselves, you know, safely, legally. We have that right. This is really a stretch here. And if people want to dig into this, you can check out my Facebook. I'll post some links on Bebe L. Holder is a public page. And um, I, I'm just, you know, th- this is a, what a way to kick it off because I believe they'll, you know, next week, I believe this coming up week, they should be having a committee hearing. So get those witness slips out there and done um, on this. And, and we have an instance of a case um, based on city a municipal ordinance in Naperville uh, with um, uh, Bob Beavis, who is a um, gun shop owner there, that's already, you know, under target for this. And they came back and they are suing. So I'm not sure where that stands. I, I heard there may be a stay for him, but don't quote me on that because I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, you know. so they, they did uh, go to court. I, that's for law, um, Bob's shop, Law, Weapon, and Supply. Um, they were able to obtain a stay on that uh, on that legislation in Naperville. Um, not sure how long that's going to stick. Obviously, Bob and you know the rest of his company are going to continue to move forward with that. But at least it's it's a good step in the right direction. Where uh, you know that you know that resolution has been stayed. Right. Okay. We're also going to, after the uh, 4.30 mark, we're going to have uh, State Representative Dan Calkins call in regarding this. Uh, in the meantime, we do have a caller on the line. Thank you for waiting so patiently, uh, Mitchell. Uh, good evening. Um, you know, we just got our second installment of property taxes in corrupt Illinois. And I'd like to bring to your attention that, you know, Pritzker and obviously all of his Democratic, you know, um, alliances with uh, Tony Preparco and Papas, they were able to, to you know, obviously come up with some ridiculous excuse because they didn't want to have those property taxes. The second installment happened during the election. Yeah, so you have Fed over, right. Okay? You're right. I, rem- I, I, yeah. I caught that, too, when I saw yes. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they know so what you they're have, doing. You have, yeah. Yeah, so Fed Albert, okay, first of all, you guys have to understand that Illinois is the most, is the, by the University of Illinois, is the most corrupt city in the United States, okay? And Illinois is the third most corrupt state in the union. So you think Fed Albert's getting all these votes downstate? No shot. He knows one thing. All of his power is coming from Chicago proper. 
You're correct. Because the Democratic machine, going back to... He, uh, he bought their votes. He bought yeah. their votes in 2018. He bought their votes yeah. again this time around. I, look, yeah. um, I'm only a millennial, so so I don't know the pain of owning a home here because I never will. But... Um, <laughs> Thanks. They, they, right. they, uh, they, Everybody's doing their part here. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. You know. <laughs> well, well, as a Gen no, Xer, I do agree with Jim on this because I have a millennial they, daughter. I don't know when she's going to be able to own a home. What, what, if you're, he's a millennial, you're a Gen Xer. What are we? Um, I'm, I'm Gen X. I don't know. Uh, so. no, you're just, we're no. Gen X. No, are you sure? We're not Mitchell, you, you're, right. look, Baby I, I feel yeah. your pain, right? I, I, I can't understand you know, what Illinois was like. 35 years ago. Um, I don't I don't know what well, what, what is prosperous what under a Republican governor because the last Republican governor I can really remember uh, is Bruce Rauner who who is a lying who funded uh, abortions. Uh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> who, who lied to us, took his money and left. Yeah. And then Griffin yeah, Griffin lost and he took his money and left and we have no money. So yeah, we have to be, stop relying on two or three major donors right. and we got to somehow figure out, get everybody fired up because unfortunately people don't have faith in the Illinois GOP. So they don't send money to the Illinois GOP. They send it to the candidates and we don't, we need to just kind of gin up support and rally people to, to assure them that we're going to do the right thing. We're going to do what you expect us to restore the faith in that. And they were talking about that at the um, central planning committee that we, you know, they're raising more money than they've raised in a long time, but it's still just pittance in comparison to most states. We're like the lowest uh, amount of money raised in the entire country when it comes to a GOP. I agree. I agree. Well, thank well, you, Mitchell. Mitchell. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Sure. Um, sorry for your, your property tax pain. Um, I, I just, people need to realize that J.B. Pritzker is going to run for president. J.B. Pritzker has more money than God. J.B. Pritzker self-funded the entire Democratic Party up and down the ballot. Many times. And uh-huh. I will agree I remember God that we do right need to rebuild an actual fundraising arm of the Illinois GOP. Yeah. And not with false hope, not with promises, what, with proof and action. Actual- we need to actually go down to the precinct level. Do we have committee men? Are we knocking nope. on doors? That's it. That's it. But when we do this, I agree, Jim. When we do this, we cannot allow one person to hold the lion's share because we made that mistake. He had the, he controlled the funding. He controlled the data. He controlled, I'm talking Ronner. Oh, Ronner. I'm sorry. And and then we lost it when he left because it's like people just blindly put their faith in everything. Listen, I don't just blindly take out a bank account. I understand that I need some guarantee and insurance behind where I'm putting my money. Am I going to get it back? I may have a battle on my hands if it somehow disappears or the bank fails and they can't honor, but they do should be FDIC. We tend to be like, oh, my gosh, this person's great. And because they had a lot of money themselves. Yeah. So I don't know. What say you, Stephanie or Mike on that? You know, I'm just going to say, like, I mean, I've been in a number of different races in this state from very, very local to obviously congressional um, and gubernatorial. And I was on 2015-16 presidential. Um, I will tell you that, in my opinion, strictly my opinion, not speaking on behalf of AM560, the answer. I think, like, we, we need to kind of start getting on the same page in the state first before we start talking about money we have to talk about ideology 
and 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 our platform and our platform and get start getting people literally on the same page i get it we have different factions of the republican party and until we get that solved i don't even think we should even be talking about two issues are never going to change in this state Mm -hmm. social conservatives coming from a millennial who has has watched um races being lost on this abortion and gay marriage i'm sorry it's it's settled so, but we don't, we don't, we're not the ones that's talking about it. Right. We know it's the law of the land, but right. maybe we should be on the offense that, and bring it up and talked about parental, parental we, notification. Right. But I, I mean, they know we're Christian conservatives. I'm not going to apologize for that because I care more about what Jesus thinks about right. me than what the voter. But I mean, we're not going around with pitchforks and saying we're going to undo um, gay marriage or we're going to vilify you for getting I, abortion. I, I, I it's the law of the land. Let's move on. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's not why 114,000 people fled Illinois last right. year because they thought a southern farmer might be the governor well, and they wanted to kill babies. Well, well then part of that, you brought up some good points, because actually, in my opinion, I believe it was very quiet. We weren't running around talking about those We were those told not to talk about it. Until the Dobbs decision. Yeah. Now, yeah. the Dobbs may have been a great win for pro-lifers, and who leaked that? but it was the mm-hmm. one thing that spurred the Democrats. Yeah. They, 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 they had nothing. They had nothing to go had on. They had nothing to go and they're on. They're always ready to protest on the ready. The shooting, school shooting happens in Texas. They were exactly. right the next day. They're right there. We politicize everything. We must do the same. We have to be on the ready like they are. All right. We will be right back. On AM560, The Answer, black and white. My name is Jim Minardi in studio with my co-host Babette Holder, Stephanie Trussell, and Mike Zentz. 312-642-5600 to join the conversation. And now, more black and white with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Props to my man, John Anthony, for this great bumper music. Obviously, I'm not John. My name is Jim Minardi. I'm a Republican strategist. Filling in with my co-host, Babette Holder. In-studio guests are former, former Lieutenant Governor, Stephanie Tr- Lieutenant Governor candidate, messed up again, <laughs> Stephanie Trussell and Mike Zentz. Um, joining us on the phone for a great interview is Rep. Dan Hawkins. Yeah, let's, let's bring him on the air. From the 101st District. Currently, the 101st, Currently be the 88th. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, we got the new map, <laughs> as if we didn't know. All right. Holy right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Representative Calkins. You know, earlier we were giving a little, just a little run-through on 58, HB 5855, and now we will defer to your insights and expertise on this, as well as our <laughs> listeners. I, I'm watching them on the live stream here, so we got a lot of commentary on this uh, one issue, so... I'll let you just go ahead and speak to this. Well, this is uh, obviously a a gun grab. Uh, The Democrats have been uh, trying to do this over and over and never quite mustered the votes. Uh, Now, I believe they they think they have the votes. We'll see. Probably easier to do in the House than the Senate. Uh, The Senate is still pretty sane, but we'll see what happens. I think it's clearly unconstitutional, although I have to say I'm not an attorney. I've talked to a few of them, mm-hmm. and, but it doesn't, they don't care. Mm-hmm. This is an agenda item. Um, 
my political side of me tells me that this is the fifth plank of Governor Pritzker's platform as he uh, revs up to run for president. And, um, you know, he believes that the far left, the Democrat base, will support him and that uh, he could very well end up being the nominee in 2024. Well, Representative, you're exactly right. A poll just came out saying the majority of Democrats don't want Biden to be the nominee in 24. Uh, but you think about what Governor Pritzker's done uh, to uh, to our state, but for for his own resume building, you know, first things first was the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, which has been on the radar of Democrats in D.C. for years. Uh, we have recreational cannabis, which the Democrats, uh, you know, are pushing all across the country. Um, we, we have abortion on demand, uh, you know, with no parental notification, which makes Governor Pritzker a hero to uh, to that segment of, of, of the Democrat base. Um, we've uh, legalized gambling, now one of the biggest industries in our state, unfortunately. Um, we've uh, He's shut down our coal-fired and our soon-to-be gas-fired electric generators uh, with this new Green Deal, uh, which has to please the uh, far left, the Democrats. Uh, uh, we've enshrined uh, labor relations uh, in favor of unions in our Constitution this year with Amendment 1. That's right. And, yeah, and now uh, he's going after, uh, uh, you know, uh, semi-automatic uh, guns and magazines, hmm. which has been on the agenda of the far left. So he's the perfect candidate. Uh, he'll be able to self-fund. They won't have to raise a dime for him. And uh, I think he could very easily become the nominee. Hey, Rep. Uh, this is Mike Zanz. I just wanted, you know, you gave a really like, dirty laundry list there. <laughs> so, like, what what is, years. What is left for uh, Republicans in well, Illinois? Well, what is left for whom? What is left for Republicans in Illinois uh, when we have all this different type of legislation that is going at the very core of what we believe? Well, how, um, how about the representative <laughs> and the rest of them downstate there? I mean, you're asking what is yeah. left for, what about De, uh, Representative Calkins, Miller, uh, and the mm-hmm. rest of them down there? I can't imagine what, what you guys have to sit through sometimes with this. We, yeah. it, it is uh, excruciatingly painful, I have to tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, our, our best opportunities to help make a difference are in the committees where you know, we have an op, you know, where we get the opportunity to interview uh, witnesses and, and cross-examine, uh, the, you know, the sponsors and co-sponsors of bills, and in hopes of, of, I guess, getting some sanity into the, you know, into some of this legislation. But this is this is driven by Governor Pritzker's. Uh, I believe it's his his goal. Uh, to be the most far left governor candidate, uh, uh, you know, in the Democratic primary, um, and he's going to be hard to beat. Well, he's going to be up against possibly Newsom, so you know, it's kind of a you know, hold my beer. I think between the two of them. So, I just want to thank you very much for your time. Well, I just wanted to. Oh, go ahead. Hey, hey, hey Dan. Um, this is yeah. Stephanie Trussell. Hi, Stephanie. 
And um, what a pleasure that that, um, being offered to join the Bailey family and get an opportunity to travel this great state. And now when I hear names like Adam Niemerg and Blaine Wilhauer and and your name, and I think, wow, I got to ride the bus with those people. And you guys are down there. It turns out, everybody, right outside of um, Chicago, there's a great place called Illinois. And you have people down there like you fighting. And keep up the good work. It was a pleasure to get to know you. And we're we're supporting you, and we're going to hopefully have more people like you down in Springfield. Thank you very much. Stay involved, Stephanie. We need you. Thank you. Thank you, Representative. This is Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Uh, John, you've got such good bumper music. My name is Jim Minardi. I'm not John Anthony. I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Babette Holder. Not John Anthony. I'm not John that. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I guess which one you, of you, wait, which one of you is black and which one of you is right? I guess we can assume. Oh, well. You know. well You'll be black, Babette. She's black <laughs> and right. She's <laughs> both of it. And in case you uh, didn't know, we are also joined by uh, Stephanie Trussell, former lieutenant governor candidate, and Mike Zentz, activist and former Kankakee board member. We're going to turn to the phone lines right now. And again, if you've got any questions or want to join the conversation, it's 312-642-5600. We're going to go to Jim from South Elgin. Hey, Jim. Well, good show. It's nice to hear you guys are having a good old time. And uh, Stephanie, you were a great candidate. You grew a lot. And like the other fellow said, we need you. So don't give up. It was a loss. But it just grooms you for better things to occur in the future. Oh, thank you. Um, it's always a pleasure. And you have the most prettiest smile in town. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh-huh. that's right. Anyways, um, I keep on talking to my urban friends on tur- Urban Talk Radio. They just reelected the same people, yet every week they're always complaining about the same old stuff. So I said, until you guys quit electing the same people that deliver the same poor results, things aren't going to change. Two years from now, four years from now, people are still might be whining about the poor performances, last lack of jobs in Chicago. Blah, 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 blah. And who's been in church? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, Jim. You're absolutely right. This is my bet on that. Um, yep. You know, and, and also, you know, a lot of complaints I noticed start happening after the presidential election cycle and, you know, gubernatorial or midterms, as you want to call it. I'm finding that we're right back in that cycle again this year. I'm I'm one person who's willing to hear because you don't know what, what was the, the button that you, someone pressed for someone else. But I hear a lot less solutions. Uh, Mike yeah. is over there nodding his head on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the thing is that we, like, and I think this goes back to something I was talking about earlier in terms of, Everybody getting on the same page. We gotta get to. We have to get some think tank groups, some breakout groups, getting together, talking would be great. Um, I think uh, we don't do enough of that as a party. <laughs> I mean, and really kind of coming to some common grounds, right? There are a lot of things that um, those who are more moderate, right, and those who are you know further outright and those who are more conservative can can agree on there are things we may not agree on everything but boy let's start putting a laundry list of things that we can get behind and let's start going after that and, and someone said at the central um, planning committee meeting today that you never hear the expression dino we hear rhino all the time republican in name only D- 
Democrats never label each other dinos because they are all towing the party line together, and especially during the general. Nobody's cutting up another person. They might have a bloody primary, but come the general, they're going to um, pull together. You think about the lieutenant governor of Georgia, came a Republican, went on CNN to say, I couldn't vote for either Warnock or Warlock, Warlock or uh, Herschel Walker. So what, this is a, a, a Democrat would never go on Fox News and say that. No. We got to figure out, you got to tow the party line and we're, things that we have to agree on. Yes, we're going to disagree on certain things, but there should be a core foundation that this is where we're going to unite on and this is our message and that's how we're going to win. With, with, uh, not only did I have to run against Democrats, but I had to run against Republicans in yeah. this last race. Darren Bailey got 57% of the vote. I know that vote. feeling, Stephanie. And, you yeah. remember, I, in 2020, I had it and some others, and then, but we didn't bring it public, and Democrats right. don't bring it They don't talk public. outside. You know, they, they keep do it all have inside. their battles. I come from a big Democrat. Oh, yeah. As Jim knows, you know, Jimmy Economos has heard my story. He knows about my family members, and one thing I do know, and yes, many of them are very active and involved. It is, has nothing to do with the hierarchy, the big, you know, cousin who was a former uh, United States Attorney General, but they're quiet and they keep it inside. And, and you know, I think Jim, your point was nothing is going to change in Chicago and Illinois. Well, part of that formula is those of us on the right side of the political aisle need to come together. And I'm not talking a fake false tour like the apology tour after the 2018 governor's race, but you know, people coming and we also need to put our talents and assets together. We have a lot of talented people out there, everyone from data to communications to public relations. So thank you, Jim. I don't want to hold you on too long. I, I don't know if Jim. Mano- yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, there's we talk about a lot of different things that we can we can find that kind of ground. on. And we talk about, you know, obviously taxes. Nobody, nobody on any side of the Republican party is happy with the taxes the way they are. Right. I, I mean, I think that's fair to say, um, I don't think, you know, from my personal perspective, I don't think anybody is happy with children being trafficked in Chicago and in Illinois. I can't imagine anybody on the right side is happy with that. Quite honestly, nobody should be happy with that left, right center or otherwise. And that could be a, a stabilization point, but you know, there's a lot that we can come together on, to really start moving forward and stop playing, you know, taking our ball and going home. Well, you bring up a good point. We have a caller holding on that. But first, I want to get to Christine, uh, who's been waiting patiently herself. Um, Can we get Christine on the line? Christine, we're down to a few seconds here. Hi there, Christine Shanahan McGovern. I ran for Illinois State Senate District 18. I was at that meeting today. There was a lot of rambling, a lot of talking. Um, a lot of people looking for information, looking for direction. We did not get it. Okay. Um, there, there was. There, I don't know what the purpose of that was. I'm not sure what you felt about the, uh, Stephanie. Also, we do have a mission, and it's our kids. The kids yeah. are hey, Christine. Hey, Christine, can you hold through the break, and we'll, and we'll bring you back. Sure. All right. You're listening to Black and Ride on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer 
Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Once again, shout out to my boy John Anthony for the great bumper music Which And for so allowing Babette and I to co-host today You're joining us again on AM560 The Answer This is Black and Right Babette Holder, myself, Jim Minardi, Stephanie Trussell, and Mike Zentz We're going to go back to a caller, Christine Shanahan McGovern Who was at the Illinois Republican Central Committee meeting to discuss uh, what exactly is going on and whether or not the uh, party cares about the uh, actual voters. Well, maybe explain to people that may not be familiar with this meeting and uh, you know give them an idea what it is. So it was a meeting with the, the 17 representatives, and, and each of them represent the congressional district. And it was to, um, their their idea was to kind of have an opportunity to get our frustrations out and for them to tell us how their party, how our party is going to move forward. Um, to me, nothing was accomplished um, except frustration, especially on my end. My, my, several people said that, you know, there's fraudulent in the voter rolls and that Chicago is the worst area or the area that has the most inconsistencies, the most fraudulent voters out there. I suggest that, hey, I live in that area. I live in the 19th Ward, which had the highest voter turnout in the city. Use me as an example. I will get the volunteers. Let's go through. Let's investigate. Let's clean these voter rolls. Let's freaking stop talking about it, and let's do it. So I'm frustrated with just the words and lack of action. Um, obviously, you can probably hear it in my voice right now. I worked very, very hard on my race. I reached a lot of people. I stuck to my platform. My platform was pro-life, anti-crime, pro-police, pro-business. I started Back to Blue in Chicago. I started Reopen Illinois in Chicago. Um, I had several, several thousands who voted straight Democrat but voted for me in the Senate. That's because I, I was 100% accurate in my mission. I didn't veer at all. I don't think we have a mission issue I think that we do not have a uh, a congruent party. I right. think I was told I was told by the SRO, which I was represented by the SRO. Yes, they did help me with information. They did buy me a, a couple rounds of walk cards. But I said, hey, I need some money. I'm outfunded by over a million and a half dollars. Oh, yeah, I'm, said, I'm assuming the money didn't come because I was I was well, on because, uh, yeah I was on Steve Reich's campaign uh, managing his campaign in fourteen uh, HRO which obviously is the House Republican Organization, uh, I think they sent out one or two mailers for us. So if, if right. for candidates that are, uh, for, for state-level candidates, if you're looking at help from the Republican HRO or SRO, it's not going to come. But hang on. Let's be accurate. Let's be fair. I want everyone to go to IllinoisSunshine.org and look to see who actually got money from the Republican Party, and they're full of shit that they said that they're not giving money uh, out. Christine, they might bump sorry, you. I'm yeah, so sorry. We, we, we are on the air. <laughs> but let me jump into it as well and say we need to do better. I mean, even with just funding and backing and supporting a candidate out there and how do people find out about these candidates? And this is something um, that I had said earlier. We need to put our resources and assets together together. 
and we need to spread them out among these good people out there who are I met you the other night I enjoyed talking to you I think we had met and crossed paths before so I really had enjoyed talking to you uh, then and you know it, it was so many of the candidates especially for state level that were left hanging but I'm going to be honest Countywides didn't have it either, and county boards. And so, I thank you so much, Christine, yeah, for joining for us. I mean, and for being bold enough to even speak up and speak out. Thank you so much, Christine. We'll be right back on Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm Jim Minardi, in with my co-host Babette Holder, Stephanie Trussell, and Mike Zentz. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. This is Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. This is not John Anthony. This is Jim Minardi. In studio with my co-host, Babette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and Mike Zentz. We've actually been uh, waiting to get to this call. Anthony from Fort Lauderdale to talk about human trafficking. And I know, Mike, you wanted to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Offer Anthony some insight. Absolutely. Uh, a friend of mine, he works with our... Uh, dark to light group and our IP conflict group, which uh, really kind of helped bring a lot of the cases that we hear through social media, uh, through friends. We bring it to the forefront, get the right resources involved, police or federal, uh, getting advocacy centers involved. And so uh, Anthony is actually one of the, the, well, he's in fact the newest member of our group. So uh, excited to have him here. Welcome to AM560, the answer, the answer Anthony. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, Anthony, so uh, tell us a little bit, uh, it, it, you know, within you know reason, uh, a little bit of your story, or uh, or any questions you might have. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, I am myself a human trafficking survivor. Um. For me personally, it started back in 2017. Um. It's a very dark and sinister industry. Um, I also, I follow the dark to light podcast and here I've got some statistics from them. Um, human trafficking is the second largest criminal enterprise in the world, generating $150 billion in illegal profits every single year with over 65% of that coming from sexual exploitation. There's over 40 million victims of human trafficking globally, 25% of which is children, which means that 20 to 30 children are sold for sex every single day. Yeah. Um, and that's something that happened to me in my life. And, uh, and Anthony, those numbers are astounding. And another thing, thank you so much for calling in yeah. because a lot of people don't think of males as being trafficked. No, they don't. And yeah. it's, it's, um, definitely, it's a stigma, maybe. Right. Yeah. It's a stigma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank um, you for, thank yeah, you for sharing, so, sharing your story. I mean, um, I, I know it, it, it takes a lot. So, um, and, and like Babette said, the, the numbers are just staggering. It's, it's unbelievable to think that such a catastrophic number 
yeah. of of humans are, are trafficked and and I, you know I think that my name is Stephanie. Hi, thank you again, Anthony. What what people Thanks, seem to Stephanie. think like how can this happen in modern times? I'm an old lady. I guess I'm a um, not a Gen X, whatever I am. But I remember these movies in the '70s after school talking about um, like a little girl gets a young girl comes from some small town. She gets off the Greyhound bus station, and some guy that's like a pimp takes her in. And this was back in the '70s. And we think in modern times, I don't think most people are thinking that people are still being trafficked. Could you tell um, people that are ignorant to this or just have no idea what 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 happens? How do you wind up in a situation like? that yeah i think um so i I think i guess that is kind of like the sentiment that a lot of people have but what i've found out is a lot of the times it comes from within the the person's household um that it's family members that it's people that are in like especially children's lives that are doing this to them um and a lot of time there's like blackmail involved and one of the biggest things that allows this to propagate is that you are isolated and Anytime you try to speak up about it, I, nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. I think the biggest thing that we can do right now is to just voice it out loud what's going on because everybody knows, everybody sees it. They just don't want to talk about right. it. And the moment that we have the courage to say you know, what we know to be true, what we see every day, we take a lot of power back from these predators because the only thing that they have to use against us is the fact that they can keep us silent. Um, so I think being able to speak about it is super, super important. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's also very interesting when you look at the, uh, the numbers of, of, you know, women, men, children who have been trafficked and you look at the predator that trafficked them, one like it's like one out of four of them are somebody who are very close or within their family. That's stunning. Mm-hmm. That is shocking. But I guess it would make sense to pull off such a disgusting crime mm-hmm. and to target, uh, you know, yeah. the, their their victim. They groom the families. You know, it, it goes into that mm-hmm. grooming yeah. type of thing. You know, Anthony, I don't know if you're political. I appreciate people who just go out there and they want to help and rescue others. And they want to keep others from falling victim as well. I know Dark to Light is really big on that. They've also had some of the biggest names out there. Mm. They fundraise, too, so law enforcement and other agencies can get equipment and so forth. As you can tell, I'm a silent fan. I do watch their uh, YouTube podcast. It's great to have Mike as my friend, and he's very involved in that. Um, my thing is, is... Do you ever think about, you know, what policy or law could have protected me better? I mean, and and how that all ties together, because I tell people you're never going to get away from politics. It's a, you, you don't have to be involved. You don't have to be out there. But policy affects each and every last one of us every day. Yeah. Um, So I don't think that this particular issue is a political issue. Um, In my home state of Florida, there's an organization called Gays Against Groomers, um, which I think was featured on Fox News on Tucker Carlson recently. Um, They're trying to get a lot of legislation passed through. Um, I think personally, something that I was looking into recently is um, because a lot of 
there's a lot of content creators online and there's a lot of like like child sexual abuse material that is propagated propagated online um twitter just had last night this huge announcement um where elon musk uh, came on and talked about all of the stuff that they found out that was going on twitter that for years and years and years has been getting worse and worse because nobody that had any kind of power to do anything wanted to do anything about it and he was saying well maybe they didn't know or they just didn't know the extent but to me even if you it's at the best case scenario you're still complicit in the abuse of children and that's unacceptable um if you're not actively taking steps on your platform to protect children that's unacceptable um i think there there's like a law in california called like the jackie cooligan mm-hmm. law that's supposed mm-hmm. to protect child actors and i'm interested in exploring how we can expand that from just a law in california for actors on the federal level to be able to protect kids that whose parents use them um in their videos online and stuff and, and i because I, I don't know anything about the legislative stuff this is just an idea that oh, I've had. oh i understand um, I, I understand it gets too much and and people you know what you're doing is admirable because you're focusing and crunching down in there. I think I more was trying to bring awareness. And if any of you legislators are out there, and I know, you know, I'm a conservative. I, I'm highly opposed to heavy regulation, but there becomes a limit. And I believe the limit is when it jeopardizes anyone's life and livelihood. I don't care where you stand politically. And I hear you about what Elon Musk and what he's yeah. exposing. And also, let's give it to hand to a world-famous photographer, a top-notch blogger for bringing to light what a fashion house, one of the top in the nation, yeah. was the images that they were putting out there with children. So yeah. I'm just going to you yeah. know, say that. Yeah. yeah, We're still waiting for a bunch of celebrities to come out. It has invaded every aspect. Yeah, but how many celebrities have walked away and said anything, named that designer to say, I'm, I'm disgusted. They're kind of being quiet, waiting for it to blow over, but we can't forget that they yeah. are grooming our children. It seems as if between the curriculum that they want to put in our schools, sex ed, stealing the innocence of our children is as if they're grooming our kids to be future customers of Planned Parenthood. That's the only way I can, that's, that has to be their goal. And these actors won't stand up there. I mean, you have to imagine at some point at some depth, they have to be culpable. They have to be. I mean, why would you as an actor not stand out against that? Stand up for Mm -hmm. kids. Why would you not do that? That should be, that should be like, and I said it earlier, this should be a subject that unites everybody Mm -hmm. absolutely everybody absolutely Uh, without question you know so you know thank you to anthony for thank you so much anthony Uh, where where can uh, people find out more information um about your work the uh, dark to lights work yeah Uh, so we uh we have dark to light 1111 on youtube twitch and rumble uh we have podcasts every monday wednesday nights at 7 p.m central 8 eastern uh, we have guests on. We've had uh, local guests on here in Illinois. Representative Chris Boss was on our show recently mm-hmm. talking about legislation he passed just earlier this year. And we never hear in, in trafficking. Yeah. And so we've had some real heavy hitters and some real powerhouse people. So we're really excited about what's going to come forward. All right. Well, thank you. That was so enlightening. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks again, Anthony. Thank you, guys. All right, stay tuned. We'll take your calls when we get back on Black and Right. 
on AM560, The Answer, 312-642-5600. Add your commentary, add your questions. we got Stephanie Trussell in studio, Mike Zentz, and, of course, Babette Holder. Let's get to him, baby Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. You're right. This is Black and Right, but it's not with John Anthony. My name is Jim Minardi, Republican strategist, joined in studio with my co-host, Babette Holder, as well as the former lieutenant governor candidate, Stephanie Trussell, and Mike Zentz, activist and former Kankakee board member. You know, we're having too much fun saying not John Anthony. He's going to come after us. (laughs) I hope my... my, uh, Props to his bumper musical. Yeah. Hold that off. So, well, I think I'm, I think we're all having some not John Anthony fun. Oh yeah, but you know I got to tell you what they do every Saturday for those three hours when you're traveling the entire state. It is so entertaining to know to turn on to John Anthony on a Saturday. He and Verlon live local radio talking about real issues. The time will just go by so fast as we uh, we're traveling. And another show that I have to tune into when we were traveling. At 4 o'clock, when, when Sean from Elwood Park Sean. comes on, my team, we would set a t- clock. How long before he calls somebody a political scumbag? And, you know, we would just say, oh, 10 minutes. It only took five minutes. I mean, he is, he's not pulling any punches. He's very entertaining as well. You know so- what's wonderful mm-hmm. is that I have known both of those gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that word for the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Prior to them being on radio. And they're just the same. And they're just the same and just as genuine and just as wonderful. And I love the fact, too, that, like, you know, I can message or say, call in the text. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But they're gracious. And And Sean has become... My family favorite. Oh, the Yumberg side of the family. Mm-hmm. I remember when my, she's now 96, folks. She will turn 97 in a week. Mother-in-law first heard Sean Thompson. We were driving back from Hayward, Wisconsin, went up there mm-hmm. to visit family members for Thanksgiving. And you know, you get those dead zones yeah. in those places. Mm-hmm. So I pull up the Sean Thompson show podcast and I'm Bluetoothing it through our big rental van because we got, I don't know how many people in there and the dog. Mm-hmm. And I put on Sean Thompson and within, I'd say 20 minutes or so, you know, I'm thinking she's saying something to tell me to turn it off. Right. My lovely mother-in-law, Vivian. Who is this? Turn that up, Babette. Turn that up. Who is this person? Where have they been? Um, I'm like, Vivian, I've talked about Sean in the past. He started as a caller onto Dan's show. And I remember when people, you know, he'd be an up next Sean from Elwood Park. And somebody would call me and I would get mad. I'm like, don't you know Sean's about to speak? He's the best caller ever. He is amazing. The only negative thing I say about Sean now that he's down in sunny Florida, he seems like he's recruiting recruiting people to give up on Illinois and, and go to Florida. I, that's the only part. I'm like, Sean, I said that to him. Stop telling people to come down to sunny. We need good conservatives to stay here and fight the good fight. And not everybody can leave. And that's unfortunate. That's so many people feel that they're in a the position. That, that, like that is true. And while we're on the John Anthony hour here, I will have to say that I have family members that call me up and they, they're like, John sounds more reasonable than you, Babette. Oh, so they don't like, want to listen to you. They don't want right. to listen to John me. John has 100% like John. faith in Illinois. Right, right. That's, he does. You know, he does. He, he, does. he truly believes 
that Illinois is not done. Illinois is not and, dead. And as a uh, and I give him credit. He, that, that's that's uh, yeah, he understands how to navigate uh, the Springfield process, and he breaks things down in right. a very and John logical was a legislator. And I guess you're too fist pounding, desk pounding, hun. But well, he was in law enforcement. He understands true. how to communicate and to people. To, he knows how to de-escalate yeah. it. And we have a lot of escalation going on even right now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean. It, it's to that issue. You know, we're trying to clear some callers here because I know you guys are holding on and you've been waiting. I know for a fact that Mark Weimuller has been on the line for quite a while. So, Mark, I saw your message on Facebook. And if you're there, um, we'd like to bring you on. Hey, it's Mark Weimuller, man on the street. I've got a report. I'm down here in Wrigleyville. The T-Box pub crawl is going. There's 11,000 people down here, so it's crazy. This is where we should be down talking to voters. But let me tell you, I was at the meeting earlier with Stephanie Trostel. We had 300 people there, patriots, that want change in the Republican Party. We had 17 committee people. That, for your listeners, what the way it works is we have, for one for each congressional district, we have a committee, state central committee person. Those people might all have to resign. They were very rude to people. They only allowed us to speak for 90 seconds. So people came from all over the state and they were only given, Stephanie Trussell did a great job speaking for 90 seconds, uh, but it was very disappointing, but there's hope. And there's a lot of patriots that want change. And I feel like good things are going to happen in Illinois. We just got to have some leadership. And I'm looking for people like you, Babette, and Stephanie Trussell. And it was just, uh, hopefully we can get something going for the Republican Party. Is there any hope, Stephanie? Oh, of course, we're hopeful. We love Illinois. It's a great state. And as you said, there were so many passionate people there today, people that worked those ground root roots um, campaigns and knocked doors. And, and they don't want to give up in Illinois. Illinois is a phenomenal state. I hate when people say Illinois sucks. Well, as a mom, I hate that word anyway. But it's the, the leaders that are horrible. But the people are great. They're dedicated. They don't want to leave Illinois. And that was a great group of people today assembled. Very passionate people, but hopefully something will come out positive as a result of this, and they'll be listening to the, the what people were saying today. I, I, I want to jump in and say this, though. You can scream all you want for leadership. Everyone can't be a leader. I, I don't expect to be a leader. Listen, I'm president of Frederick Douglass Foundation, Illinois chapter. We do a collaboration here because to run membership, I found that a lot of people wanted to be the chief and no one wanted to be the rest of the tribe and belong with us. And another thing, when you want to step up in leadership, you better have solutions. You better have answers. You need to have the context text, or have your go team ready to go. Your feet flying. That's what Babette's going to say, because I've been doing this a long time. And yes, I was helping people in the last cycle. I chose not to be in the forefront. I don't need my name plastered all over everything. I just do what I can to help the candidates that I could out there. And yes, I do poke and prod at some of the others and some of the folks you're talking about. And I'm not doing this to just say this to defend because I know the call is to remove our chairman and stuff. But I'm going to tell you another thing. It's the one chairman I do know that doesn't hate us as conservative. And that's not a shot at past chairman. Maybe they didn't hate us. Maybe not. But they have Pat listened. Brady. Yeah, you you nailed that. Oh, oh, oh don't even get me started on that. Why does the left media always 
drag him out whenever they want a Republican because voice. Because they know and they how. they pretend that he's the Republican. He speaks for the Republican that Party. That is exactly he why he Pat drags Brady him out. And Pat Brady, when you take money from a Democrat congressional campaign to attack one of our conservatives in their campaign, I don't feel you should have a voice anymore in this party. You were paid. But that's beyond. I don't want to get into the arguments. The point is, I hear this, and I've seen it many times. We have had this when, you know, you they stormed the offices to get rid of, well, Pat Brady was that one. But I've heard this since Dorgan. I've heard this, and I don't want to keep going back to chairman. And where are some of these people when we are begging begging them for help for a campaign but they don't want to make phone calls they don't want to knock doors it's not always about money folks because you can actually save those candidates money if you're good at social media or think you're semi good i trained folks to help candidates run their social and what's on call for them and i have a full-time job with that that's my point mark Mueller. what say you and another thing sign up to be a committee man because the more committee men we have to cover those empty precincts and the real go out there and do that job the better our odds stand to win because the people don't know what they don't know they don't know and we get no results from those voters so are you a committeeman mark have you signed Ooh, up okay i'm yeah. throwing the challenge I'm, I'm out doing a lot of things and i'm going to leave you with one thought i'm going to be in phoenix next week with bobette and Jeannie ives and a lot of patriots we're going to the uh charlie kirk event with twenty five thousand people so you're going to hear a lot more about that there's a lot going on. I'm a Donald Trump supporter, and you're going to hear a lot more from me. So thanks for having me on. Hey, I'm thank back you, Mark. Ball. And a good way to, to get out of that one. But I do thank Mark Weidenbuehler. Without Mark, you know, he does keep us up to date on what's going on out there and around the town. And he knows I wasn't directly pointing that at him. I, and sometimes, you know, I, I my friends know I poke them to deliver a message, but the message needs to be delivered. Do something. I can't tell you how many campaigns I've been at, and I begged people to come help. It's all about action and, and boots on the ground, activism, knocking on doors. Um, if we're not doing that, we're not a party. We, we're not going to win anything. If you got your thoughts on... Uh, with the future of the party, 312-642-5600. We'll be right back with uh, on Black and Right with uh, on AM560, The Answer. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on a low, making moves. I need some more. Always call with Donut Song, Donut Song. Once again, props to John Anthony for the excellent bumper music. You're, if you were just running us now, this is Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am not John Anthony. My name is Jim Minardi, joined in studio with my co-host, Babette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and Michael Zentz. Uh, if you guys have any calls, questions, comments, 312-642-5600, we're going to go to our next caller, Fresh. Welcome to AM560, The Answer. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, Mikey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? We're doing wonderful. So what's what you got going on? All right. So I heard you earlier talking about, you know, like, hey, let's try to unify and come together, you know, instead of just putting labels on each other, but, you know, regarding having, like, a, you know, a politics identity, right? So I have been, so I just wanted to bring to light what I have, what I have been doing for myself, um, as an Illinois resident. And I, I want to 
to encourage anybody that's listening, start doing your own research. I'm going to just give you guidance where to start, okay? So we're going to talk about DCFS and the fact that um, it is not plastered all over the news, everywhere. Like, there should be billboards placed on along the, like, the expressways, everywhere, that the director of DCFS, after 30 years, finally is being charged with 10 contempt charges that a judge slapped on him. Incredible. So CBS, um, they released an article, they reported on this back in March of 2022. You can pull it up. Yep. Um, so they're currently, they're, they've been they've been asking for more funding. They want like an additional like $150 million that they're begging Pritzker to give, right? And they keep claiming like, oh, it's, you know, so we can build more housing, more, you know, get more funding to place these children that we just keep removing from innocent people's houses where, you know, they're removing children from houses where, you know, the mother is poor and can't afford an attorney and she's a domestic violence victim. There's like, like you can, this state will take your children for literally no reason. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to this, Fresh, and I'm going to tell you, you know, and we could, we could talk for probably about an, at least an hour or two, if not. <laughs> the, the DCF issues could take up a whole show. I have, yeah. have seen some stuff recently. You know, there was a big battle. I think they got into it with, mm-hmm. I think, the the mayor. And I think that some of the other people in Chicago, because of children and the empty building and, yeah. you know, things like yeah. that and no room. But I thank you for bringing up this topic and subject. Because yeah, if- well, I, it, there's, 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 there's just recently um, another young boy who had an active. So, so far, like everybody was outraged with that young that 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 child Gabriel, who was, his life was tragically taken. Illinois, there are, there's over 10 children that have died while having an active investigation in the state just this year. But but can I I ask you this question fresh? Because I'm going to always bring it back. We live in the state of Illinois. We have a super majority, not only in Springfield, but in Cook County. Minority. Uh, I mean, we have a super minority. Well, majority of Democrats. We do have a super majority of Democrats. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking. I'm going to say this. Who do we blame? And why do they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again? Because as I said to our last caller, he may not have been political. He sounded very young. I, I admire him for stepping up and being an activist. But what I tell everyone if you want to see something different, and it, 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 it's in everyone's home, it affects every aspect of someone's yep. livelihood. And I'm not just talking their uh, income. The people need to start thinking another way and voting another way, or we're never going to exactly. solve these problems in these yep. issues. So I do want to thank you very yep. much um, for yep, calling and that's in. That's what I wanted to, yeah, to lead it to. Is if you're struggling with. You know, I don't want to be left. I don't want to be right. You know, if this is something that strikes a fire inside of your belly and you're like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. Like the best way to start then is start looking at who are these representatives that are affiliated with these people. And then you could be like, you know what? 
there's a Democrat or there's a Republican that is speaking up and out about the corruption against us. You know what? It's okay for you to put two different parties on your ballot. You can vote for a Democrat and a Republican on your ballot, but you have to find your cause that means the most to you and not just walk in and just check the box and be like, all, all Republican, all Democrat. This is just That's another example. I'm sorry, just another example of children not being protected. When these kids are unfortunately born into a bad situation or wind up in a bad situation, and the very agency whose job is to protect them has let them down repeatedly over and over again, it seems like bad kids, I'm sorry, bad parents are given a chance over and over again to get their lives together. And like you said, innocent parents could do something and they take them away. We have to do something with that leadership. When you hear about uh, foster children sleeping in offices and just some of the circumstances that just doesn't even seem possible and we just allow that to happen we have to protect our children every which way we can yep. and if that's what brings us together is the children then that's all that matters that's, that's where people should you know I, I completely agree personal. Fresh thank you so much this is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm right, but I'm not black. My name is Jim Minardi. I'm a GOP strategist joined in studio with the the black of the black and right uh, name for today, Babette Holder. Wait, they took away my black card because I joined the right. So I don't think John has one anyways either. And they took it away so we can we can just identify. Right. Joe Biden said that we weren't going to vote for him, but we weren't black. I'm still waiting to know what I am. That made it well, really yeah. And he's going he's gonna to keep you all in chains. Yeah, yes. back in chains. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. well, well, Corn Pop must be proud of his, his best friend for freeing <laughs> Brittany Grainer, right? You know, I'm thinking, what does Corn Pop have to say about how the president is, is running our country? Yeah, let's talk about this, so, this, this trade deal the, with the U.S. and Russia. Mm-hmm. The facts the are, are she went to Russia with THC cartridges. Um, there's disputes on to whether or not the sentence she was given was in line with the law. Um, but after, I think, 294 days? 94, yeah. 294. Yep. Uh, she was finally released. She's back in Texas with her wife and her family. Uh, what, meanwhile, the Russians got a lovely gentleman by the name of the Merchant of Death. Real human, Affectionately known as. Yes, right. affectionately known as the Merchant of Death. And, and that's his international nickname. It's not like the U.S. That's just right. gave him that. That is Instagram handle. He earned yeah. that. He right, earned right. it. He literally is the Merchant of Death. And that's literally <laughs> what he is. And by the way, so now, because this man has contacts to weapons of mass destruction and small, I mean, here he is. Here right. he's traded it. Leaving behind a Marine, um, Paul Whelan, in exchange for a WNBA star, releasing someone. I feel at that point, we should have got four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. I got beans, greens, peas, potatoes. You know, you heard the song. Give all of our people. one big guy like him. Give back any others, you know, uh, with our alliance and their folks. I mean, this, this is like... 
a top exchange here. And by the way, there is a USDEA agent who has spoken out. He was involved with part of this uh, arrest against Victor, this merchant of death. Um, the uh, Google DEA agent, he, worst trade he's ever seen. And he said it sends a clear message. I'm going to paraphrase this. And if you want to find this article, it's actually, I just thought where you can find it. It's on Breakthrough-Ideas at Facebook. <laughs> That's a where I read organization. it. Great, great little organization yeah. over there. I think I've heard of them. I think, I think I've, I've heard, heard of, of that. And, yeah. they, and we've all heard of their, the, the founder and owner, uh, Jeannie Ives. Um, but no, I was on their page, saw this article, clicked into it, read it. And what he says about as well as other law enforcement. So it's not just him in so, regards to this. Um, so I guess the DEA agent's name you got is... To, uh, Tom Pascarello. Yes. Uh, and his reaction was, we couldn't even get two people for the world's most notorious weapons trafficker. He's right. Right. And now there's been a lot of back and forth from the White House. You have the uh, the brain trust behind the podium, <laughs> Crean Jean-Pierre. I don't know how somebody can get worse with practice at her job, but she somehow manages. Um, she claims that it was either... Uh, Brittany Gr- uh, Griner or nobody. And I, I just don't believe that. I, I, well, you know, she's paid to say that. That's what people oh, need to remember. And she's also has to be the expert when it comes to the spin messaging. I'll give her credit. She is. Yeah, that's a tough job to have. It's a tough yeah. job to have. But I will tell you, I've seen some spin circuses and messages. But boy, is she in there. But we do have Peter who always brings it back around. Thank goodness for him. Yeah, but but, but what I mean, honestly, I mean, Stephanie and Mike, your thoughts on this trade. And I mean, I know people are like, you're not foreign experts and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't think you need to be an expert in a certain area to see this was horrible it sends a horrible message about the u.s yeah i think the really interesting part of this whole thing this whole trade which you know i think by all accounts is uh the only WNBA trade that anybody's ever paid attention to um so true. But, <laughs> I, I don't even know what chicago's wmba team is guys, but guys. what's interesting to me is that they have put Somebody like Brittany Griner on such a, a pedestal, pedestal right. that she is, you know, there's equity yeah. between yeah. her yeah. and the merchant of death. Right. right. Like, how do we even get there is is, is astonishing to me. He who but controls just, the language controls the message. But, and absolutely. Doing. Let's, and, but, you know, no, I'm sorry. But no, go ahead. If I listen to, to liberal radio, black talk radio, and that some think that she was framed and she really didn't have the cartridges. And But the, we know if you win in Rome, do as the Romans. When you go to other countries, you have to abide by their laws. And we think nine years was I just was unacceptable. I was just going to say so that. She was no innocent victim in this. And this is something that she said she used because of the pain of being an NBA player and the cannabis helped her with the pain management or whatever. That was just horrible. But if you listen to them, she is like the Rosa Parks now of, you know, she's just so amazing. And the fact that, again, had they made the trade the other way and, and they brought home a white Marine and left a black in, in WNBA mm-hmm. person behind the black talk, the black left black talk would have lost their freaking minds. But now they all think that just, and, and they love us and they value today black in the street, which, right. by yeah. the way, 70 years ago, mm-hmm. they were protesting seven years. It might have been for I think it's a protests in Chicago because of Laquan McDonald. Mm -hmm. So now we get this. Jim. 
Well, <laughs> either way, uh, Wait, Russia Russia gets to once again play the Biden administration for fools. Russia, yeah. Russia, Russia. Give us a call Russia. if you want to join the conversation. 312-642-5600. This is Jim Minardi with Bet Holder, Stephanie Trussell, and Michael Zinch on uh, A560 The Answer, Black and White Radio. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. This is Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, but I'm not John Anthony. He's not in studio. Instead, you're stuck with me, Jim Minardi, and Babette Holder is my co-host this evening, and we're joined in studio with Stephanie Trussell and Mike Zench. We've been talking about issues ranging from the future of the Republican Party human trafficking and how we can combat it. And now we are discussing the wonderful trade that uh, Joe Biden, in his infinite wisdom, uh, made really with Russia. Do you think he was really part oh, of Oh, no. I don't think Joe Biden even knows he's president. Let's be honest. <laughs> he's a master negotiator. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because the Biden administration direct quote literally unjustly arrested you know when this first happened and you heard it and the first thing i said is all these folks and she was one the u.s is so horrible it's so wicked but only in this country can you run around and just you know minor infractions and so forth they all know about it and they all know that they're going to get off and get a slap on the wrist you found out that in another country, they they're not going to play by those rules. Yeah. They don't care that it's medicinal marijuana. Yeah. And by the way, she's a WNBA star. She's Where was her people and the legal teams that advised them on what not to do, right. what to she do? know that. She's uh, been uh, playing over there for She ain't got no handler. Olympic I mean, every sports and everyone, they all know. They'll tell you. You know, I have... I have uh, um, I I'll know someone, I'll put it that way. I know someone who was doing the Paralympics. Very good. Got up there. And they were given all the protocol rules because they were in the Middle East that year that this very close uh, person to me was participating. And that's the Paralympics. I mean, they were there with their people. And don't offend them on this way. And oh, by the way, you're Mm -hmm. a female in this country. You got to cover your head. This is what is expected. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Brittany doesn't follow the rules, right? She doesn't yeah, like the yeah, rules. She doesn't like one America. Thing, so I know one not- thing. She better be um, standing for that flag. She better be wrapped around it and, and just so grateful for it. You know, she was the one it, that it, would stand it, for the national it's anthem. It's the least she could do. Very I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming she's probably about my age. Um, I, I don't know where that level of disrespect for America comes from. I mean... America has been unkind to lots of individuals over the over our history um but to hold the current populace um accountable for the actions that happened hundreds of years ago right that's crazy it's it's inconstable and and i feel like there's this vendetta that um motivated this decision to to appease Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. The, his his black base. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, yeah, because, you know, he's like the Clintons. You know, if they don't pick up all of a sudden what's considered the black dialect or run around with hot sauce in their bag or... I ain't nowhere oh, near as tired. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, it's like the other night I said something. I said, they're so woke that they don't even know how wrong they're being. 
you know, because here they are, you know, they're so woke onto this is the issue or the black people need this or the black folks. You know, I'm still offended anyways that uh, cannabis is supposed to be the reparations oh, yeah. of black people mm-hmm. today. That, yeah. that that kind of leads me into that, the story. That, that is really that, just the worst. That, that is that is amazing to me that uh, <laughs> the the Democratic governor of Illinois viewed um, minority owned dispensaries as a way of saying, hey, my bad, we did you wrong. But he distilled it. But, but, but he still didn't even give him out, give though. Give out, he just did. He just but, did the first one just opened. But this is also nationwide. Right. They are but, talking about this nationwide. And, 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 and let me say this. What do you do as an adult behind closed doors? Right. That's, That's your right. business? Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is to make up for anything they're feeling. I wish we could talk about this, about how giving a few black people with money the opportunity to sell marijuana is going to help the black neighborhood. Me and you, middle-aged black women, is that our issue? That's not going to help everybody. It's going to help the people that got the license. They're well, I'm interested rich. to hear this conversation. I would love to, to, to talk Between about, Babette and Stephanie. about <laughs> recreational pot helping I guess I've got people. a reason to come back now for the break. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Red on AM560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Man, time really does fly by when you're having fun. I tell you what. Props to my buddy John Anthony for giving me the mic. My name is Jim Minardi, Republican strategist. I'm joined in studio with my co-host Babette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and JP. Don't say B. He'll get JP. mad. Oh, yeah, not B. JP. All right, Babette. Yes. Um, I just want to, because time goes really fast, and I, first of all, I want to congratulate my co-host. He uh, recently, finally came to his senses and got engaged, <laughs> asked her. He proposed, and she said yes. And I will li- back her up for as long as he will keep me around as a friend. <laughs> so she, that's, she needs the help. That's just one thing right there. She needs and, the help. Thank you. And, and, and Mark Weimuller kind of let something out of the bag. It really wasn't a secret. We just were, we're getting around to announcing that, you know, uh, we will be traveling to Charlie Kirk's uh, big TPUSA. I think it's called Freedom uh, Fest. We have so many uh, this year in Phoenix, Arizona, as was last year. And it's going to be a great time. So, um, you know, stay there. I do know that Salem Media is going to be there, too. Some of the other folks, uh, not particularly, you know, from AM560, but it is such a great uh, conservative event, and some independents are out there as well. So I just wanted to just clarify that because someone sent me, I'm getting messages regarding that last segment. So no, it was no secret. It was a matter of doing many other good things and then the battle in this state and what's going on. Is JP going to? 
Yes. Our oh, whole lots. our whole so team. So from today, you'll be in sunny uh, Arizona. Our, our whole team yeah, is jealous. going out there. We'll we'll be over there with Media Row. I did oh. joke with uh, Jeannie. If you don't see me, you looked up and I disappeared in the booth. That's because I'm over there trying to uh, once again get into my favorite Photoshop with um, Kaylee McEnany. You know, last year I got oh, yeah. into a selfie, and you know, there's some you, wonderful. You try folks. to get Carrie Lake on your show. On you know, try to do an interview with her when you're there because I. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I hear she's going to be out there and everything. Mm-hmm. But let's turn back to Illinois because we do have some callers on the line. Uh, it looks like we I apologize to the one that we did um, lose. Uh, and, and I'm just quickly, um, we're going to try and get everyone in. Time does go fast. We're here in the last hour. I do see that, you know, Aaron, we're going to get to you, David. Uh, but let's have a caller, uh, Joe, who said the Griner story is a distraction from the Twitter files. That's an interesting thought. Joe, are you there? I am. Hi, yeah, I just Joe. thought I'd uh, end the year with a conspiracy theory. But uh, I think it was very convenient that that story dropped and she was released right around the same time that all of this Twitter files was being released. And nobody is covering the Twitter files other than conservative radio and Fox News. So, that's my two sets. Love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You know, he's got a great point, you guys. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, it's, it's, this is Jim. Uh, it's my firm belief that every conspiracy has some sort of truth to it. Uh, I, I, I do believe that. Um, I, I do think that um, Twitter files were, um, I wouldn't say explosive, but they were just finally confirmation of what conservatives and, and right-leaning individuals have known all along. Uh, Griner, I, I just think it's a, I really think it's a play to his base. I mean, yeah. look, I'm not saying that a WNBA athlete isn't talented, doesn't deserve, right. you know, the fame, the, the respect or, or coming home to her family. Right. But you're talking about a guy who, um, literally was, was hired to supply weapons and also, uh, hunt down and kill, uh, Americans. So it's not apples to apples that trade. And for me, I firmly believe, uh, it, it could have been a distraction and it was just a play to, to his base. We know that big tech, big media and, and big gov, which is the Democrats, they work in cahoots together. And is, you know, as, as Trump taught us, you just got to take the message, your, your, your own message to write to the people. And, and we know as, as our favorite radio host, Dan Prof always says, why are we surprised when Democrats act like Democrats? This is what they do. We have to be on top of it. <laughs> right. And it's a distraction. Right. But speaking of Dan Prof, if you don't get up every morning and start your day off with him and Amy, they're my new Don Wade and Roma, uh, no matter what, they, he's going to, he covered the, the Twitter files, like you said, it's only the conservative media, and they go through everything, and it cracks me up when I'm in a room with the conservatives and I mention something Dan and Amy covered. Like, where'd you hear that? And I'm thinking, you don't listen to Dan and Amy every morning? What do you mean? Because if you go on social media looking for it, forget about it. If you're looking in a newspaper, forget about it, or one of the talking head shows. And so, thank goodness for social media, and thank goodness for Elon Musk coming out and telling us what really, what was going on in Twitter. And, and the fact that Fauci's daughter worked for Twitter, who knew that? Right. You know, nobody right. knew that, you know, back in the when all this was going on. JP, you have any thoughts on this? Or uh, Twitter has been a lot more fun uh, over the last few weeks. <laughs> uh, 
I've yeah. reactivated my account, and I've been uh, just having some fun. You know, my number count did go back up a little bit. Yeah. It's not exactly where it was. I have to take it up with Elon, I guess. Give me back. I think I'm still missing. <laughs> you got his number. I think I'm still missing about 700 of them or something well, you know, like that. a lot that. of people left when Trump left, and so maybe they're slowly right. coming back, and right. that's what happened. Yeah. So. All right, so let's go ahead and pull in Aaron Delmar. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. How's hey, it going? Hey, my favorite hey, opponent. Show. He's a great guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, Aaron, we have so much fun together. <laughs> oh, Stephanie, you know, you're dear to me. I'm in California right now, but I always got to catch the show. But when I land back at O'Hare on uh, Monday, I'm going to be making my way to Boss Dogs over in DuPage and get myself a great meal. Thank you. So, so many people after the, of the planning committee meeting, a lot of people, especially from downstate, finally got a chance to come up and try it. It was packed. And thank you so much. It'll be great to see you. Yeah, we love you guys. Bebe, you're my girl. I just think you guys are doing an amazing job. I just wanted to jump on. Thank you all for all the hard work that you do for the conservative Republican Party, um, making great candidates, making great points on your radio shows. Um, you guys are carrying the water for everybody. And, uh, Stephanie, I appreciate you giving me the play-by-play at the Illinois GOP meeting today. Um, and tell me what was going on in the crowd, because I could only hear what the speakers were saying. But, uh you guys are awesome and doing an amazing job. So thank you for all your well, At least we know you're on the committee. So I, I know at least one person is like-minded, level-headed, and you know what it's like to run a statewide campaign. And, and you certainly are what we need on that um, committee. And we're waiting to see. Hopefully they'll listen to what the people said today and they'll make some changes because we can't give up on Illinois. You're not out in California state shopping, are you? No, I'm not state shopping. If I was, it certainly wouldn't be here. Yeah, hello. Aaron, are you walking a red carpet again? I tell you, I've known Aaron Delmar for a while. I believe he's got a relative. Am I correct? That is has a little bit of of some well known and 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 fame out there. He's very modest. Um, but no, well, we love it. You know. Yeah, but well, thank you. So you know, there's a lot of voices on the Illinois GOP. Mm-hmm. that I'm starting to really pay attention and listen to the grassroots conservatives that really made the Bailey campaign the strong campaign that it was. And, you know, me and several others really want to engage each of these different groups and factions to try to get them involved so we can all be pointed in the right direction and move Illinois from this bright blue state to a more purplish red state. And the only way we can do that is by the establishment and the grassroots groups coming together for one common goal, and that's to make Illinois great again. All right. Thank I agree. You. Thank you, thank Aaron. You so, thank we, you so we much, Aaron. We agree. And um, Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you prior. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Aaron. Merry Christmas, everyone. Take care. All righty. Who we got over there, Jim? You I, know let's take, uh, let's take Jason okay. from uh, from Springfield. Hey, Jason. Welcome to AM560, The Answer. What's going on? Jim Minardi, Bet Holder. How are you guys today? It's Jason Hudson, your friend. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays um, to everyone in the studio. Thank you guys for doing an amazing show. Um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about is what's up with Peggy Hubbard claiming racism in the GOP? Okay. First of all, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. She's a candidate who, first time around, raised $195,000. Good, right? In a statewide. She yeah. comes around the second time and raises twenty five grand. All right? So how is that racist? Her supporters that backed her the first time didn't want, didn't want her? Secondly, you know, she said a lot of falsehoods with her campaign. She, she's claiming she was retired, but she, how did she take out twenty grand in PPP loans in 2021 if she's retired? 
how does one do that? I don't know. And secondly, she said she voted for Reagan. Well, she wasn't old enough to vote for Reagan first time around in high school. Sorry, Peggy. Got you there. Um, but it just it just goes to show my point. I don't understand. I'd like to. I'd like to. Right. Thank hey, you, Jason. Jason. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Peggy Hubbard, former Senate candidate in 2020. I was serving as Mark Kern's communications director. She's a uh, just just an all, uh, all around just not a good person. Uh, thanks, Jason, uh, for calling in. We'll be right back with Black and Ride on AM560. The answer. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Once again, I have to give a shout out to my buddy John Anthony for this excellent bumper music, uplifting the fun uh, for this Saturday, December 10th edition of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. My name is Jim Minardi, Republican strategist. Joined in studio with my co-host Babette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and friend of the show JP. Uh, David Krupp is on the line. Yes. So, let's, so Babette, let's bring on David. Yeah, let's bring David Krupp on. Uh, David, are you here? Thank you for joining Black and Right. Hey, guys. I'm glad I could call in. Thanks for having me on here. Our pleasure. So, you know, I I know that for people that that don't know uh, or maybe missed it earlier today was one of the uh Illinois State Central Republican State Central Committee meeting and it was out in Bolingbroke at the beautiful Bolingbroke golf course out there. I didn't make it this morning. My brother's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Russell Holder. Um, but fill us in on your perspective, because I know you were there, David, along with I'm hearing hundreds of others. Yeah, it was, you know, there was a lot of attendance there. And it was a little difficult being there for me because I knew people on both sides of this. You know, I guess you could call it a divide right now. But, you know, there was a time for public comment and, you know, some people were expressing their frustration with GOP leadership in Illinois. And, of course, you know, there was other people who were saying uh, leadership is only doing what they can do. You know, listen, a lot of people are disappointed and upset, and they should be, right? But uh, a lot of them are not directing the anger towards the people who deserve it. Don Tracy is a great chairman. We have somebody, a huge upgrade from Tim Schneider and Pat Brady, and, you know, calling for him to resign is almost like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know, he inherited a very atrophied party um, and something that takes a longer time to fix than the 18 or 19 months he's been in. So, you know, I was kind of basically saying with my message, you have a right to be angry, but let's let's kind of process the anger and move forward together. We got a good team here and let's work with them. You know, grassroots and establishment, they need to come together. I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, and yeah, there's that word uh, establishment being brandished about over here. You know, it, there's always something else from moderate to conservative to the extreme Rhino. right. At, at this point, uh, I would just like a Republican Party in the state that could actually win some races. Wouldn't that be nice? That, that's what, yeah. that, that's and, I, and David, I agree with you. I mean, look, we can dig through Don Tracy's past. We, we can we can pin this on that. But uh, honestly, I've been in this game for a decade now. The issue isn't going to be the chairman. I mean, you need to rebuild from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Until we get people back in the precincts, back and knocking on doors, 
just talking to people, not as Republicans, not as conservatives, as their neighbors, as their friends. You don't even need to bring up politics when you knock on the door. Bring up a, bring up the Bears game. I mean, they, they, they're they probably going to lose, so don't. But <laughs> well, maybe bring up something else. Maybe, maybe right. not the Bears. And that's, right. that's where this needs to start, David. I, I think I agree with you that Tracy isn't Getting rid of him isn't going to solve the problems of the Illinois Republican Party. Well, I got to talk about David, who at, were you 19 years old when you decided that you're going to run against, you know, run for alderman in your district in Chicago and how brave that is. And I don't know how many people are, remember you and what you did. Mind, but, mind you, Stephanie, mm-hmm. it was Mike Madigan's yes, best Mike, friend, Marty Quinn, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, he's yeah. just fearless. So people your age, uh, David, what are you thinking? Are they just like over this? Are they involved? Are they too busy on TikTok? Do they care? What What's the especially when it comes to Republicans your age in Chicago. Are there any out there like you? Uh, you know, I've met a lot of good people who are my age that get involved with the party or, uh, you know, these different groups like TPUSA. Uh, a lot, the vast majority of my generation are apolitical. They, they really don't care. And the ones that are political are typically more to the left. And then the apolitical people just kind of go along with it for peer pressure reasons and all that stuff, you know. But... I think, honestly, I think Gen Z is probably more conservative than... You're dead on. They're they're like that. I'm calling them like almost a Reagan resurrection group. I mean, they're like, you know, the Reaganists, and you you hit it. You nailed it, David. Gen Z, I'm seeing them on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts, and, and they're really out there because they have seen the repercussions from their millennial parents to their boomer, they call us boomers, those Gen Xers, when uh, their grandparents and so forth. But do go on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you think about that's the group, especially the 20 year olds. They were the ones that didn't get the prom, didn't get the graduation. Their football, right. last senior year football, basketball track was taken away and it was unconstitutional. Every other state around us was open and enjoyed well, also, the freedom. Well, also go back to their mm-hmm. lunches. We had the Obama administration say oh. they couldn't bring this in their lunch. The cafeterias couldn't serve that. Right. You know, so these oh. Gen Zers, they're over there. They've seen it. And they're like, freedom or dictation? Who, you know, exactly. which one is it? Yeah. So it's very encouraging. And, and hopefully there are more people like you, David, out there um, uh, on the front line, willing to be out of the closet conservatives. And, and since we met you, David, congratulations. You're a dad. You're a d- dad of a girl. So you're a girl dad, which is just I know that makes you once they hand a little girl to you, you're thinking He's I will do anything. I will kill for this girl. <laughs> Anybody mess with her. That's it. It's the best job in the world. And so congratulations to you. And, um, you know, again, another Genie's uh, alum that we all work together. I got to work with some amazing people. Yep, yep. So thank you, David, for your call. I really appreciate the update today. Thank you, guys. Great show. Thanks, David. And we got anyone else. But I do want to bring up what he said. I mean, David is, you know, I think I actually thought I think he is a Gen Z or on the cups when I look at age. I mean, if you get into those generational texts right now, it's kind of more of a humorous thing with what I see on social media. But I do because I do. I, I just want boomers to stop. Referring to all like high school kids as millennials. Millennials aren't in high right. school anymore. They're not we're in high kids. school anymore. We're getting married. We're buying okay, houses. Just not in Illinois. That, that would be Stephanie's generation. I just tossed Ooh, that ouch, over there. I, 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 I like don't I know. Nineteen sixty-five. Am I on the? Am I? A, you know, a baby boomer? I don't know. But yeah, I think you're right a, at the end. Right, right there, barely on the cusp. Barely, but yeah. yeah, but they just call everybody. All those young kids. But those they, they do. They call us all boomers. But but, but, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. That generation, Gen Z. 
has seen so much. And if you remember, it's when the real estate market bellied up. Yeah. It's when, you know, they we had stock market crashes. We had, So they're out there, and I would say, I would call them more independent anyways. I don't think all of them are going to go to the right because goodness knows we have school systems. That I would are be really happy open with a generation that has a uh, fervent distrust of the system. Thank you. And of question, any government and, yeah, and question what they're being told you know you know right. we need to really get back to as as a party in my opinion just leaving people but not alone. just a distrust jim because people have distrust and they do nothing we also need them to say call it out this is wrong yeah. this isn't oh, yeah. right and get involved right. it's such a right. time as this this is a time when we need people to be called and just it's, it's sit around and bellyache about it and complain about it and go on social media and share but you have to get involved as you said we need pcs how many people in your district well, they have whole districts and, and, and precincts that are just not covered. You can't even get enough Republicans in DuPage County to show up to be poll watchers. It, and we got to What are we going to do? We have to. It's called to action right now. What are you going to do? It's not up to everybody else. You need to get out and do whatever you can. I met 80 year old people knocking doors and then you'll have somebody in their 50s that will say, oh, I'm just too busy. Right. My mom used to have a saying, if you're going to place the blame. Then what are you going to do to make it? Different, better, right, or what could you have done better? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny. I was raised by two Democrats that were so (laughs) Republican in nature. It it makes sense that I'm over here. Right. JP, you got something? He's over there looking at me like, I I work with Debet. I hear all these sayings every every, day. Every day I hear that. As the end of the Gen X, yeah, yeah I'm. I've is your seen mom everything. a Democrat? I love his mom. Oh, by the way, raising the projects. Oh no. I just love talking to his mom. My, my mom, she's. How was she? I raised? call her. A, I I actually don't know. I'd say she's an independent, okay. but she grew up in Cabrini Green right. housing yes. projects. And I'm like white people in the projects. What? Oh yeah, uh, she's awesome. One, right. one, one of eight kids. Yeah. My yeah. my grandma raised them by herself. Got mm-hmm. them all out of the. Doesn't projects. sound like white privilege to me. And Sounds every like a lot of hard work. Every one of them has either a good union job had a great as a nurse or See? made their own business American dream. and now they're all retiring out and mm-hmm. uh enjoying mm-hmm. retirement there, yeah. there are very few republicans i've met that i've ever been privileged right it's always been hard work yeah that's what i want and I believe in yourself i think if you stop believing in government and start believing in yourself you might actually get somewhere in life right right and believe in you said it you know that believe in yourself right. i've had to reinvent my careers because of just Bad luck, mm-hmm. real estate, uh, middle management. All of a sudden, they cut the middle managers, and I go to school for this. I go to a technical college to be operations manager, and I got to start over you again. You got to keep it. So moving. that's just how life goes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, 312-642-5600. We're coming down to the last half hour. Get your calls, questions, comments. Let us know how we're doing. Filling in for John. We'll be right back on Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. So I've been giving props to my buddy John Anthony for his great bumper music, and lo and behold, he decides to call into his own show to make sure we haven't broken anything. If you're just joining us, <laughs> my name is Jim Minardi, a Republican strategist, joined in studio with my co-host Babette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and friend of the show, JP. Hey, Johnny boy, how you doing? 
Hey guys, what's going on? Great show. Hey, I've John. Been listening to it. I've been going in and out, but I got a couple. It got a couple of um, things that I want to talk about. First and foremost, Miss <laughs> Stephanie Trussell. Miss Stephanie Trussell. Oh, she's Where's my hot dog no. name? Where's my hot dog name, Miss Stephanie Trussell? Oh, we got to name a hot dog after you. <laughs> oh wait, so no, we no, about this. I get we that. This. Oh we yeah. This, well, uh, well, hopefully my my chef husband is listening. I got to tell him. <laughs> I tell you when one day I was thinking about John Anthony and I I pull into Boss Dog and there he is sitting in the window eating hot dogs. And so you you are a faithful customer. We would love to yes. come up with something. We have weekly specials. We'll have to come up with something that's half and half because we got to come up with a blackish dog, I guess. Half and half. There we, we go. Half 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 Wait a minute. Didn't, didn't they have a Democrat state legislator <laughs> point at him and say, and they have their token? I guess he's half. Yeah, that would be a great <laughs> hot come dog up with name. A token dog or a blackish <laughs> dog. dog. We'll have to work great. on that. Maybe we'll charge and, a little and, bit, and you, half of it. Y- right. Yeah, and you guys got JB out. JP. JP. P is important. Right. He, he know what I he's know. doing. He, oh, he's, he's doing on purpose. Pushing okay. buttons. Uh, yeah, we got, we and, got the and, whole crew. And then the other thing, Aaron Delmar called in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Why didn't he mention that I was out here in California with him? Oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to yeah. get Aaron. Oh. Strategy. Yeah. Well, you guys are enjoying the warm weather without us. Yeah, Thanks. Illinois. West. I think it's not warm. It's wet and cold. Oh, gross. Oh. Good. Then you're it's, enjoying it's, the same weather that we so have So just as bad taxes and just as bad as uh, yeah, weather. It's worse. Wacky for you. Yeah, because we're, we're up north in Sacramento, oh. in the Sacramento area. Now, is it as bad as we hear? Are you literally stepping over human feces, and is it just as crazy no. as some of the stories no, this, we hear? This, this city, Roseville, doesn't play. It's a very clean city. Oh, Roseville. Okay. not Very we're about thirty minutes south. Of, I mean, thirty minutes outside of uh, Sacramento. Oh, okay. So, you know, I was thinking yeah. San Francisco. Never mind. I haven't heard anything. Oh no, 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 not San. No. Okay. Well, John, I don't know if I would go there. John, I want to thank you for allowing Jim and I yeah, thank to you, host buddy. on your show, and yeah. wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry even Christmas. though I can text that anytime to you, and and so forth, yeah. and and to your family and Aaron's family out there. I hope you guys stay safe and have good travels and a good time. Yeah, don't have All too right, much thank fun. Thank you guys. You guys have right. <laughs> you guys continue to have fun. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you, John. You, John. All right. Good. Take care. Take care, buddy. I guess we haven't broken anything, right? He he didn't. You know, uh, apparently I, I would take that as as a positive review. Right. Uh, while we're, while we're working down the call list, let's get to Michael from the South Side. Michael, welcome to AM five sixty. The answer. Good evening, Jim, JP, Babette, and Stephanie. Oh, he's wonderful. He oh, got thanks. it all. He won the bottle. Ooh, he remembers all the names. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good evening, Michael. <laughs> uh, thank you all for taking my call. Uh, I had to, the pleasure of meeting Stephanie at the Freedom Summit last month, and it was uh, definitely a bucket list item. I'm so very happy oh. and proud okay, thank uh, you. that I met uh, Stephanie. So keep up the uh, keep up the fight. Um, I guess one um Theory might be good as another. I thought it was strange that the Brittany Griner story broke out right after the um, runoff in Georgia. I, I think, I, well, I, I kind of suspect Biden did um, uh, pick pick which uh, prisoner to get released, you know, for political reasons. But I also think he uh, waited till after all the midterm elections were over to, uh, uh, you know, complete the trade. To pull the trigger on this one, I mean that that that's a thought. You know, my co-host over here, he you know he said earlier on the show that you know conspiracies there has a little bit of truth. Yeah, every in conspiracy it. has a little bit of truth. I mean, in politics, timing and optics, is politics, uh, timing and, and optics are everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, just like with Pritzker unveiling the uh, upcoming assault weapons ban after the election, right? Of course, he's not going to, on the surface, whether or not uh, you, you know the story, just, just apples to apples, this doesn't make sense, this trade, at all. Um, and he knew that it would have been a motivating uh, factor, I would think, for Republicans if it happened before the election. And the Democrats are just, you know, because I'm an emotional cutter. I always listen to, to Black Talk Radio every day. And they just said, he's doing a yeoman's job. I'm so proud a of our president. He's job. Doing yeah. such a, they need to redefine the, what, a, what a yeoman's job is. Those poor yeoman. Anyway, but they, they seem to think this was just so politically um, just brilliant on his part. He's amazing. Look at, a, look at what kind of negotiator our president is. And I just want to clarify for the record again. It's not that Stephanie and I aren't saying because she said it. I said it. It's not that no one didn't want Brittany no, Briner she, nine years to not come right. home. Yeah. That The no, sentencing right. was said, uh, outrageous. It was, yeah. it was definitely um, a response to, was, to yeah. Ukraine. But, and, right. But it makes people that are traveling right now, you know, with an American passport over in Europe, Will they be snatched up? Will they be, you know, charged just so they can have some leverage to make trades right. like this? This, this is actually vote. what those experts were saying in that article who, who have been there or on the cups or deal with this. You know, what message are we sending? Yeah. And folks, if you go into Europe or anywhere overseas or internationally, make sure you check with the local embassy's don't, website I mean, don't tell, take of where you're going. So, uh, so you know the local customs, cultures, what not to bring, what not to wear, etc. We'll be right back on Black and Red on AM560, The Answer. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Well, you're right, it is black and right. On AM560, the answer, but it's not John Anthony. You're just joining us. My name is Jim Minardi, a Republican strategist. In studio with my co-host, Babette Holder, and joined by wonderful guests, Stephanie Trussell and JP. Uh, we're, we're wrapping up our conversation here on um, Brittany Griner, and if you've got any thoughts or, or ideas, uh, a little less conspiratorial this time would be nice, but... You know, we'll, we'll take what you got. 312-642-5600. Um, you know, I, 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 do, I, I, we, do we have any more, mm-hmm. any, uh, will, will a country take us seriously anymore? Well, I mean, know, uh, it, uh, America used to be the country you don't mess with. That was just, that was just yeah. for, for, you know, that's just how we carried ourselves. And I remember when Obama for, was first elected, he spent his first year going on an apology tour. Was that, so, uh, I, mean, I was 18 regarding at 18 America, 19, so it was a long time exactly. ago. Well, you know what? It, it goes back to this, what they think they're doing right and it's so darn wrong and all this wokeness. And then this place is better. And, and by the way, it's quite interesting. All these places that they said were better, France, Germany, getting the right. You know, here, here they are, elected officials. By the way, why are you bothering to run for president or Senate or Congress, but you hate the country so much? And everything's wrong, and you know, you know how they blow everything. Stephanie, up. let me ask you: Do you do you hate America? You ran for office. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I know to the much to the chagrin of Democrats, and as a black woman, how could you dare love America? But I'm 57. I grew up on Schoolhouse Rock. 
I love our country. It's the greatest country on the planet. I'm unapologetic about that. And so I just feel sorry whenever I see a Democrat with an American flag, and you rarely see them at floats at parades. You would see us. Ours would be decked out. And it would be so easy. Even if you set, saw one, you could walk up to them and say, but isn't the flag racist? And then they just Every their flag mind. but the United States yeah. of America flag. Yeah. And it's and and it's just unbelievable that they what did Obama say rebuild it or uh, I mean and they want to redefine and and just basically they they want to call everybody did you know uh, Jim you're a colonizer even though you had nothing to do with it you but, know I, I've already accepted all of the uh, <laughs> the title white the, guilt of my okay, uh, very good potential ancestors well, wait a past. Minute. Where, where is this I just don't white, care I want to know where oh, the you white too. privilege you, you, you too JP well, you wait, are colonizer hang on Stephanie because uh-huh. I want to know where the white privilege is <laughs> since they've been talking about. My father is white. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times we ate butter beans and rice right. yeah. or something like that for days and, on end while they worked very hard to make ends meet, to provide. And there was no privilege over that. I keep telling my husband, you know, who happens to be white, why do you work seven days a week? You have white privilege. When are you going to sign up for that? Come on. And he's fed more black folks and, and working very hard. He's And it's unbelievable that they want to make a, a little girl in kindergarten or boy in kindergarten learn about how they they came from colonizers and you should feel bad about that. Well, That's well, unbelievable. Well, all these children and, right. and, and even young adults and they're stressing out and then they talk about their mental health because young college kids are hearing this. And it's so funny because when you look at my youngest daughter who's in college, I, I don't know what they think she is. I, I, I will say that, that, you know, she's a beautiful young woman and someone once was sitting there talking to her about the white privilege. Listen, the only one I told my husband, you absolutely have white privilege only because we allow you to speak in a house full of three women. Right, that's, the privilege that's not you get. white privilege. He right. gets male privilege. <laughs> he doesn't speak at all then. And, 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 exactly. He's your dog or girl exactly. too. You know. he, he's <laughs> outnumbered, outmanned, you know, all, you know, all the women. He has no, he's just, you know, our husband and he's, oh, dad, because you know how they are. Right. You yeah. know, so I, I, all these false narratives and I can't believe, Stephanie, you bring up a great point. A lot of them cling to this stuff. They truly believe believe it so you know before we run out of time here you know it's been a great show we have many wonderful people mike zins had um took skedaddle out uh jp um what people don't know jp is also a bit involved he's a committee man he's worked campaign he is the former i think it was in district legislative aide for for uh when genie eyes was a state representative he's also um navy am i getting it right Retired or no, not retired. Just oh, uh, they dishonorably discharge oh, oh, you. No, 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 They work together. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. We work that's not a cool. together, so this is. Oh, you know. I've got my honorable discharge. Six he years got dishonorable. Six, y- six Are you years holding your head in shame with the Army Navy outcome on the game? And Army won. Jeannie's gonna really let you have it on Monday. So how can they find you, JP? Are you on Twitter? So I am on Twitter at JP Four IL. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm on some other things, too, but you'll find me. He's and then we have, guy. you know, it's wonderful. I've known Stephanie Trussell for a while. Wait, and you were the first local black conservative that I found. I, I found know. others, and I couldn't believe, wait, there's somebody that looks like me and thinks like me, and she's in DuPage County. I went to the West Suburban Patriot meeting, and we finally yep. we got to meet. When we, I came, we couldn't stop staring at each like, other. Oh, my gosh, we're this like, is crazy. We got to get over there and, and when meet I came each out other. of the closet as a Republican, and I wanted to meet other black Republicans, you and Raquel put together 16 uh, a, a, a 
16 yeah. um, black Republicans came to my house for dinner. My my bald white husband made a Mexican <laughs> dinner for a bunch of 16 black folks. We have overcome. We got a white guy serving us. And we've been on the front line. When I had my radio show, I have you yes, come in. Yes, yes. And so you were just, you know, it was great to find somebody local who's run for office. You are not just talking about it. How long were you? Were you a PC? You were a PC for how long? Uh, about a dozen years. Yeah, and then so, you ran for... And um, then I ran for DuPage County yeah. Recorder of Deeds. But I also worked campaigns for about 15 yeah. years in the background. You can find me at Behold226 on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Well, I'm at Reagan Mom. I mean, I love Reagan, but I have a son named Reagan. That's why I picked that before it was political. And um, and you can find me on social media, on Facebook or whatever, and on Instagram, and, and just basically Stephanie Trussell. As for me, Jim Minardi, um, I've been shadow banned several times from Twitter. Ooh, hey. So I'm on like my hey. fourth account. Bad, bad uh, <laughs> but anyways, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Black and Right on uh, AM560. We'll be coming back for our final segment shortly. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Sorry, folks. If you couldn't tell by now, this is not John Anthony. Uh, this is Jim Minardi, Republican strategist, in studio with my co-host, Bivette Holder, as well as Stephanie Trussell and friend of the show, JP. Sadly, we are down to our last segment, but it's been a I figured I would, I would allow the, the ladies to, to have well, how can we the follow, final word. Repeat, again, how can we follow you? I want to follow you. you oh, I... I my Twitter account is is basically dormant. Oh, oh, he's he's yeah. just, oh, it's, okay. it's dormant. The radar. Okay, I, I was cool. toasted. Yeah. Well, well you know, they, you know, it's funny because uh, you know, I, I I can't even. I remember when I met Jim. I think I'd seen him a few times before, and you know, he he is one of those people that's very direct. He's blunt. He's bold. There was no way they were going to keep him on Twitter doing. Oh no, <laughs> not doing no. that shadow band. Talk. So I'm I'm not on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. At, yeah, Instagram. The Jim Minardi, so yeah. that's not political, really. The it's just Jim personal. Minardi. Okay. And, um, and he's newly engaged, and, you know, we don't want anything to happen to him so Morgan can have a beautiful wedding that I get to attend <laughs> okay. and crash the reception. No. <laughs> well, you know, Stephanie, I've actually never been to Boss Dogs. Oh, my goodness. We I, need, I need to make it right away. There. Yeah, it's um, Boss Dogs, B-O-S-S-D-A-W-G-Z in Lyle on Route 53 in Maple. My husband opened in January. I'm running for office for the first time statewide ever. He opened a business, and most people thought, you two must be insane. Who opens he up just a restaurant opened it in, mm-hmm. in, Jan- in January? It'll be a year. So um, oh yeah. So the Monday after we lose, I'm and I was getting trained and and learning the business because normally my husband and I run businesses together, but I was kind of busy the last right. year. So now I'm learning and and the young people are trying to train me to, so I can keep up with them. But we're um, very fortunate that. Um, that we've got such a great following because we bake our own buns, which no other hot dog restaurant can do that. I know JP is a big customer. He he loves it. And we cut our own fries. And if you oh. come in on a Saturday, our son it's Reagan works on Saturday. Jim. Oh, the so pictures? The fries and, uh, yeah. You're up it's absolutely oh, look amazing. And because I'm such a bad cook, my husband has become a phenomenal chef. And he's just, he's come up with these great, you know, just recipes, things that you would think would never go together, like pico and um, and bacon and, and cheese. and But that's like our Number he one, speaks my language. It's through just food. a lot of yeah, spicy. Is, uh, and so excited. You come in be to, on Tuesdays um, um, through Fridays from ten from ten thirty till two. I'm there. I'm trying not to mess up orders, and I'm me making a lot of friends. And so many people. Once a day, someone comes in and thanks me for running. 
and just you know thank you for yeah. putting yourself you know out I wanna, there. I want to give Stephanie a oh, well. round of applause here oh, well. because yeah, you know it takes a lot to run for office. I've run for city council We've my local run. town where JP I grew up. I think all of us have run for office here. Oh no, yeah. If you want to change something, folks out there. Stop complaining. Yeah. Like, there is a, such a thing as social media activism. I completely agree that there is a thing. Good. Yeah. But. Right. That will only get you so far. Right. If you have a problem. Right. Right now, we've got municipal board elections coming up. The de- deadline for petitions are, I believe, December 19th. Mm-hmm. So, school board, library board, city councils. It's so important because all, all politics stuff. are if, local. If, and if you're thinking, yeah. and, the, and the signatures you need are, are, are minimal. For these local races, so if you're tired of how the things are, are going in the state, step up and and you got you got a say next year. Yeah, just if, don't if talk running. about it. Be about it, and we yeah, gotta, that's we right. Need action. right. And go get training for election judge if that's not your thing. Find out for poll watchers. Carol Davis has been running a wonderful program throughout the state, which, by the way, the state party was helping get the word out about what she was doing. So I want to say for those who said they didn't do anything in that direction. They did. They did. But I got to say, Breakthrough Idea has this um, training coming up to teach you how to read through school board's financial pages. And that's like Chinese arithmetic to most people. So Breakthrough Ideas and you and Jeannie Ives and JP and Larissa, what you're doing over there, educating people, offering opportunities to learn what you can do. So always check with Breakthrough Ideas. All right, All right, this is time with Jim. Has come to an end. I'm Jim, here with Stephanie Trussell, JP, and the bet holder. Thank you, John Anthony. Thank you, listeners. Have a merry Christmas. Have a very, very, merry, merry Christmas. Too. Thank you, yeah, you to the you amazing tech board. Yeah, thank you. That's board right. Producer. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.